The journey to biblical womanhood has to start with saying yes to Christ, recognizing the need for Him, choosing Him as as Lord and Savior. But that journey continues with a desire to be a biblical woman, with a desire to walk in that repentance. Then it can evolve into obedience um, to being a biblical woman, but then it's the commitment. So it may start with, first of all, acknowledging I am a sinner, I need a savior. I want to be a biblical woman. But then there's going to, then hopefully that desire is going to come out of that. Then there's going to be an obedience where you will choose it. But then there becomes commit to it. From Living Word Church, you're listening to the Living the Word podcast, encouraging you to walk steadfastly in your Christian faith. Welcome to another excellent episode of Living the Word Podcast, a podcast from Living Word Church, the place where we seek to love the Lord with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, and with all of our thoughts, Sergeant. Uh, <laughs> Sergeant. Yeah. That's right. It's where we control our thoughts. So the, yeah, so so that came from a that was a recommendation. Yes, it was. A thought sergeant. That's right. That's that's a good one. I like that one a lot. I really like the last one. Inner pontificator. Inner pon- pontificator. It's just fun to Thought say. Thought sergeant. That's a good one. Thought sergeant. <laughs> so, Pastor Ben, we have been in this conversation about biblical womanhood, and uh, probably the most important biblical woman in your life is your wife, Estelle. So what are some of the character qualities about your wife that you value? Man, I hope she listens to this, because this is going to be good. <laughs> That's a great, yeah, it's a great question. Um, yeah, again, we talked about last week about some of the values of our culture and um, women who are listening to those lies from our culture about what a woman should be. And I would say that my wife exemplifies what God's Word says a woman should be. She is she pursues Christ. I mean, I, I don't know a woman that pursues Christ more than my wife, probably because I'm closer to her than any other woman, <laughs> but um, she pursues Christ. She loves the Lord with all of her heart. She's honest. Um, she's the most sincere and trustworthy person that I know. Um, she's hardworking at whatever she does. She's gentle. She's kind. She loves her family well. She loves our kids well. She loves me well. My wife is just a Proverbs 31 woman. She's a Christ-centered woman. I love her much. Um, so, Dom, I'm going to give you an opportunity to get some brownie points. So <laughs> what about you and your and your wife, Jackie? What would you think about Jackie? Oh, man, uh, my wonderful wife. Uh, first of all, she really is a biblical woman. She loves Scripture. She she would spend hours every day in the Bible if, if our kids would give her the freedom and the time to do it because uh, she really has a heart for Scripture. Um, she is one of the most— um, trustworthy people, like her fidelity is just through the roof. I don't, I don't think she recognizes there's another male on the planet other than me. Is her, her, she's just so, uh, it's amazing. And she has, in a very practical sense, she sees big picture things. She sees details where I'm like always rushing into things. She sees how it will affect everything else. And she considers all the surrounding uh, issues that, that, that are related to that. And she is, a wonderful partner. Like we compliment each other well. She has so many strengths where my weaknesses are. <laughs> my, my, my wife is good about that too, seeing all the details. I yeah. am one of those charge, go forward, think about consequences later. She, yeah. she helps us out. Our wives help us out, right, Dom? <laughs> yes. So we are so glad to have Jenny McCharge back with us again to talk about her favorite subject, biblical womanhood, women's ministry, all things women. Uh, we have the perfect women's ministry leader here at Living Word and 
Um, we had a great conversation last time about the culture's view of women and the objectification of women. So we're glad to have you back, Jenny. I'm very glad to be back. Yay. Thanks for saying, okay, you can come back for part two. Or thanks, you know, <laughs> thanks, you can come back and keep talking with us and, and sharing my my thought sergeant, inner, sergeant. inner yes. pontificator <laughs> with everyone else. But yes, women's ministry, uh, that is my heart. It is a joy and a privilege and an honor to be able to just pour into women. So yeah, thanks. Happy Ooh. to be here. We're glad to have you. So Jenny, we talked last time about uh, what should not define a woman, right? Uh, uh, and the culture wants to define women and uh, encourage them to value themselves in the wrong way or seek value in the wrong way. So let's talk this time about what God's Word says about women and what should define them. So I guess a way to, to ask that, to lead you uh, to what the Lord's laid on your heart is, is what comes to your mind when you think about a definition of a biblical woman or biblical womanhood. Okay, so I, like I said, I spent days and days and days putting this together. And so the the teacher in me, the English teacher in me, said, "Okay, look at the words I'm dealing with. I'm working. I'm working with the words biblical and womanhood." So I started jotting down all these notes, and I said, "Okay, so biblical is an adjective. It's relating to or contained in the Bible." So then I just went through anything that had to do with biblical. So it's the Word of God. It's true. It's inspired by God, influenced by God, the authority of God, the will of God, the command of God. And I get it. These are all like synonyms and but it's it's all the thoughts that rushed to my brain when I said biblical. So then I had to I stopped and I looked at the word womanhood, which of course is a noun. So it's the state or condition of being a woman, the qualities considered natural or characteristic of a woman. So this woman is, she's feminine. She's a nurturer. She's a caregiver. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's a helpmate. She's an easer. She's able to carry and sustain life. So then I wrestled with, okay, I want to put this in a sentence. I want to be able to, de- to define for myself, for other women, for the audience, And so this is what I came up with as far as, or this, let me say, this is what the Lord showed me because it took two days to even come up with a concise definition. But this is what biblical womanhood is. A biblical woman is the woman whose worldview is informed and influenced by the truth of God's word. Her existence and her purpose is hidden in Christ. She lives her life unto the Lord, allowing his ways to become her ways. She's led, again, like I said, she's led by the truth of God's word in all that she does. It's not just something she does on Sunday. Does that make sense? She's not just a Sunday church girl. She's a biblical woman. Hey, that's good stuff. I have all kinds of thoughts flowing in my brain right now. It's a very big definition. I hope it's acceptable. That that was really, really really good. So I, I love how, okay, so we know what biblical means, right? Bible, word of God, truth. Um, right. So will of God, the command of God. What, I, but I also love how you, you basically are saying that a biblical woman is living the way that God designed her through the word of God, right? So she's, she leans into being feminine, a nurturer, a caregiver. Uh, uh what, what, what do you have there? Mother, uh, wife, wife, helpmate, helpmate. Uh, easer. Explain what, what, what easer. I learned that in church. I okay. want to say maybe either you or Pastor Matt explained. Okay. Uh, is that the Hebrew, um, helpmate to Adam when God okay. created Adam and Eve? Like Adam was not to be alone. Right. So again, I said that I think in, in part one that, you know, the woman is a great compliment. She right. is the perfect partner for the man. 
So a godly woman, a biblical woman, according to your definition, would be a woman who leans into her femininity, her call to be a nurturer, a caregiver, a wife, a mother, a helpmate, and she leans into that through the Word of God, that that she sees the Word of God as the filter for her life, right? Yes, that's where she receives instruction um, and a couple of things. And it's also she looks to the Bible, to God to God's word as the ultimate authority. So I like that you keep using the word lean in because that's what she does. Yeah. She has to lean in. She does choose to follow his suit. She choose she chooses his ways and wants his ways to become her ways. Absolutely. No, it's very very good. So so that's the definition of uh, from your study and your thinking and the Lord leading you of of a uh, of a biblical woman, right? She's she's embracing and leaning into the design of God, and then she's leaning into God's word and His definition of of who she's who she's to be. So when we're thinking about okay, that's a, a definition. It's like looking in a dictionary, mm-hmm. right? Or uh, you could say maybe an encyclopedia to define woman. There'd be a picture. Okay, here's what a woman is. Well, what does that look like practically when you when you match the definition to the practical life of a biblical woman? What what does that look like? Okay, so again, when I'm putting together all these thoughts, it's the phrase "unto the Lord," and again, that con- that con- that that term or that that little phrase stemmed out of my conversation with my sweet friend Abby, but it actually stemmed out of another conversation with a sweet woman here in church. We had a visit one night, and we and we just kept talking about all the things that women do, and we were talking about parenting, and we were talking about friendships. We were talking about just going to your job. You have a boss, you know, on your job site. But after we listed, literally listed all the things that are tasks that we do, it ultimately became, well, hold on. All the list of these things, we do all of those things unto the Lord. So we do them first because of God. We do them first because of who we are in Christ. So for me, practically, it means like I just, I, I am a mother. So I have to parent unto the Lord. I have to witness to my child and make sure I'm, I'm role modeling for him on my job site. I have to work unto the Lord. I am to be submissive to my boss. I have to be there when my boss, my dad, my boss tells me to do something. I say, yes, sir. And, and I do it to the best of my ability. And I want to do it according to what would be pleasing to the Lord. Um, uh, forgiving. You know, I think about practically, I have to forgive others in my walk, in my womanhood. As I'm walking at womanhood, I have to forgive because I know I've been forgiven much. Um, I'm thinking about um, the things that uh, my desires, what, you know, what do I want? What do I crave? What do, or what, I, what, I, what would a biblical woman want? What does a biblical woman crave practically? Well, she does want to be in fellowship. She wants good friends. She wants to be desired. She wants to be included. She wants to be seen. She wants to be valued. But she wants all of those things unto the Lord. She, um, she has to problem solve, right? So the biblical woman has to problem solve and solve conflicts unto the Lord, right? So even practically, like thinking through a situation, talking through a situation, approaching a conflict the way Christ would do it. What has she learned? What has the Bible taught me? What is the what does the Bible teach women about resolving conflict? Um studying, submitting, submitting to your husband, um, being patient. 
I mean, we, we, I think we joke a lot at church about like, you know, whether we're waiting in line uh, in, in a traffic line or we're waiting in the grocery line or if I'm just waiting at ball practice because coach said <laughs> practice was going to get out at 730, but it really didn't until 815. But it's being patient even in those things. It's being a discerning woman. Every day we have we have choices to make and we, and we can choose like, you know, is this a good decision for me and my family? Is this a good decision for my home? Is it a good decision for me financially? Those are all the practical things that are done unto the Lord. Does that make sense? Uh, absolutely. I, I, I think that being a, biblical, uh, being a biblical woman is understanding that this is who God has made me. And as I've said before, leaning into that, embracing it, not re- re- resisting that. I think about what you said to, I think, Dom, you said earlier about a strength that, that Jackie has, about how she sees the details or the, the big picture. I think that's one way that you could say a lot of women are by God's, God's good design. Men, I think, are generally, they're the take charge, they're the move forward, they're the charge the battlefield. And women are more holistic, right? Um, they can, they can, as you said earlier, manage a lot. They can steward a lot. And, and I think, that that's a good thing for a woman to have. If we were all like men, uh, we would just be like a bull in a china closet. We'd be destroying everything. And I think <laughs> I think that that for a, a biblical woman, we recognize God made us this way, made us good. It's His good design, and we lean into that. We embrace it. We we see that it's good. Um, and so often, I think that whether you're male or female, we 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 resist that good that good design we and we don't embrace it um so all of it is done as unto the lord god made me this way and i'm doing it to please god yes can, can i rephrase what what you said up to this point sure just in my own words so a biblical woman isn't just living into the identity of being a woman she's living into the new identity of who she is in mm-hmm. jesus that's good that is the perfect summary of everything I just said, because you, you're right. I, I am a woman. I've been walking in womanhood for 50 years. Whoop, whoop. Sure. I've been, so I've been a woman for 50 years, but it's, but I am a very different woman now since knowing Christ. I'll, I do want to clarify this too, because not, it, this is not a fear, but I want to clarify too, that the biblical woman is not perfect. Absolutely. She struggles. She has fears. There are things that worry her. Um, there are things that keep her up at night. Um, her child keeps her up at night. Her best friend keeps her up at night. Her mom, her dad come through her thoughts. Um, and even though she doesn't know it all, she, and she doesn't know it all, let me be very clear. She does not have it together. But I like that you keep using the word lean in. When she is struggling, she's leaning into the Lord. Mm-hmm. When she feels inadequate, she's leaning into the Lord. She may not feel like leaning into the Lord. It might not even be her first response, but it's definitely her second response. You know, at first she may lose it a little bit. She's going to cry. She might say some old self words, but her second thoughts will always be, take a breath. Remember the God that you serve and remember the woman you are in Christ. Remember who steers your life. Remember who has set your steps. And so, I mean, I could go on and on and on. Hey, Jenny. She, yes, sir. Can I ask you this question? Because uh, yeah, sure. I, w- I would like to lean into this okay. question. I-, I love the direction you're going there. 
And it reminded me of the three Bibles you walked in with. <laughs> okay. I, I think I think I think it'd be good for our listeners to to hear the reason why you have three Bibles and what it represents in your life. Because I think it's connected with what you were just saying there, that in different seasons of our life, yeah. in the struggles and the challenges and the difficulties we face, we need to really lean into the Lord. And I think those Bibles, you walked in with three Bibles I and I asked you why you have three Bibles, Jenny. It was very, it was very purposeful. So in getting ready, again, it, it's such a desire to know God's word. I kept thinking like, I need all the Bibles. I need to bring all my Bibles with me. And I did. I thought because they represent me as a biblical woman, they represent me as a very, I'm a very different Jenny. I'm a very different woman now. So the first Bible, um, the, which is my smallest Bible. So that one I probably purchased. I think I purchased that one for myself in 2006. That is where, um, that is where I, I truly met. That's the year I truly met the Lord and my life changed. And, and I, my exact words, um, were, I want to know everything God has for me. Wait, like I'm new and I'm different. Like I want to know all this cool stuff. So I ran, I'm pretty sure I ran the books a million. I bought this little bitty Bible. It's not to study. If I said little bitty Bible, I don't know. It's maybe inch and a half, two inches. I don't know. And so I read that thing. I have sticky notes. I have highlighters and there's just a few marks in that Bible. And there's certain Psalms that I memorized immediately. And so, so I used that Bible for a couple of years. And then my sweet friend Abby, who I keep talking about, she came down in 2000. 13. That's when my, you know, my life took a little switch. That's a, another podcast, maybe. But in that moment, in that season, there was such tremendous growth. And she encouraged me to get a, a different Bible. So I got a little bit bigger Bible and it was the study Bible and it had all the great stuff. <laughs> and I read this Bible, like I almost get weepy when I put my hands on my second Bible because that's a significant, that Bible. It was my shield. It was my sword. It was my pillow. It was um, the ear of um, my counselor. It was. It, it's where. It's where I did probably my most pouring out. But I think it's where God did His most pouring into me was in that second Bible. Then I got the third Bible, which is the one you actually commented on in church one time. And the I ladies, <laughs> the ladies at women's ministry have teased me about it because it's really heavy. It, because I don't know. It's it, maybe because it's extra large print. Let me not try to get too super spiritual, but so the Bible I'm in right now represents a much different um, stage of my life because now I'm, there's such a there's such a solidarity, I guess, in my walk with the Lord right now and who I who I think I am as a biblical woman. Like I rely on that, and so the, I guess it's the bigger the Bible, maybe the more work He's doing in me. I don't know, but or maybe it's the more work I want Him to do in me. Yeah. I want Him to do His greatest work in me so I can make a difference for others. My kid, my best friend, my, you know, the women here at church, um, so many women have poured into me. And I wanted to make sure to say this, too. I didn't just become a biblical woman. Um, it's, there's so many women that God has surrounded me with, from Abby to my, my sweet sister-in-law to Vicki Monet. I mean, just Estelle, being a, a, a co-worker at one point to now a mentor here at church. So, you know, my D group— um, the different life groups here, like God has, God has made me a biblical woman and I've said yes to it, I guess. The spirit in me said yes to it. And I'm so glad that I did. So I guess that's the story of my three Bibles. No, that's good. I loved it. I, I, as, as you were talking, I hated to interject there, but um, 
I know we have limited time with you on these in this podcast, but I just felt like that was such a meaningful representation of your life and the journey that God's brought you on. And I, I do want to bring you on for a podcast <laughs> to share your testimony of how you came to faith in Christ and that middle Bible time of your life yeah. and what God did there. Because I, I know that story and I know it's very powerful and many ladies in our congregation know it, but there's some that don't and it would be a great blessing. So, so, so good. So Jenny, before we wrap up the podcast, I would like to ask you a question for the women listening out there. What would you say would be their first step towards being a more biblical woman? The journey to biblical womanhood has to start with saying yes to Christ, recognizing the need for Him, choosing Him as, as Lord and Savior. But that journey continues with a desire to be a biblical woman, with a desire to walk in that repentance, wanting to plug in with other women, seeking women. Um, and then I think it then it evolves, then it can evolve into obedience um, to being a biblical woman. But then it's the commitment. So it may start with, first of all, acknowledging I am a sinner. I need a savior. I want to be a biblical woman. But then there's going to, then hopefully that desire is going to come out of that. Then there's going to be an obedience where you will choose it. But then there becomes commit to it. Get plugged in with other women, which is, we have the best place for women to get plugged <laughs> in here at Living Word Church because we have women's gatherings on the third Tuesday of every month. And I love those. Uh, I love that time together because it's a time for fellowship. It's a time to pray. When we are in that room, women are praying together. Sometimes they're weeping. Sometimes it's though it's tears of joy. They're laughing. They're they're pointing fingers because they're telling a story about my kid did this or my neighbor that or whatever. But it all culminates into this message that God is so wonderfully put on the hearts of me and my team. Because it's not it's not about me. It's, it's God's women. It's God's ministry. But He has never failed or led us astray. There is so much joy and so much good comes out of our gatherings on Tuesday nights. I would beg, <laughs> plead to <laughs> all the women, mark your calendar, third Tuesday of every month. Come and see us. Find us on Facebook. Give us your email. Let us connect with you through emails and through Facebook. Um, and please come find me. I don't know all the women, and I don't I don't claim to know every woman, but I want to know every woman in this church, and I want them to know that they belong in women's ministry. They belong at our gatherings. There is a place for every woman to come and be loved on, to be seen, to feel safe, to grow, to explore, to ask questions. That's what we're doing together. That's a big answer to a really <laughs> no, simple no, question. But, but, but I think it's, it's it's clear. I think the two things that you would, that from what I heard you say, the steps are to uh, to be a biblical woman. First, you have to embrace Christ as your Savior. Yes. So if you're listening to this and you've not done that, whether you're a woman or you're or you're a man, you need to embrace Christ. Yeah. And I think the the next step is to be a disciple. To be discipled. Discipleship is how you grow into Christ-likeness. And we're discipled through our first Bible, second Bible, third Bible. Yep. <laughs> we're discipled through those relationships that we have with brothers or sisters in Christ. So it's a great, great answer. I think it's uh, a profound thing. I, I, I thought about this too, just real quick. I, I know we're running out of time, but I just thought about a funny thing about the women's gathering, the third Tuesday of every month. And then the first Monday of every month is the men's gathering. I thought about one difference about the men's gathering and the women's gathering. The women's gathering, you guys might serve salad and soup to eat and, 
and dainty food. We have the best meals ever. Yeah. At the men's gathering, I mean, if you don't have meat and potatoes and, and stuff, substance, our attendance is going to drop. Like for the men, we're not getting around being weepy. But, you know, we're just like, give us our food. And, <laughs> and, and we don't, you know, we, we, when we're done, we leave. So I just even built into our gatherings. Yes. You know, we just, we are, we're men, we're women. We celebrate who God made us to be. Uh, and God's doing great things in the men's ministry and the women's ministry. So we we have had a great, great joy talking to you, Jenny. It has been so much fun. <laughs> thank you for being with us. I've learned this a has lot been a blast. I have learned a lot about my own biblical womanhood. So thank you for posing the question. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if you're listening, please interact with this video on social media. Share it, like it, uh, comment uh, what stuck out to you the most. And thank you again for listening. We love you guys and tune back in next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you would like to submit a potential question, a topic, or an idea for a future episode, or learn more about the Living the Word podcast, you can visit us at livingwordhoma.com. We would like to say thanks to all of you who subscribed, shared episodes, and left reviews. Living the Word podcast is a production of Living Word Church in Homa, Louisiana, under the leadership of Pastor Ben Bufkin. Our prayer is that you will remain faithful to living the Word.